0: Good morning, Orlando. Good Thursday morning to you. Glad you're with us here at 6 o'clock and you're just in time for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning DeSantis is under fire for some comments, and two men killed in a construction accident were dads of nine. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: And less than one full day into the race for Florida governor, the race card has been played, but not by DeSantis. We need to talk about this monkey it up mess, and we will next on Good Morning Orlando.
1: And good Thursday morning at 602 on News Radio 1025Q, the trash talk in the governor's race. It began when Republican Ron DeSantis told Fox News the people of Florida shouldn't, quote, monkey this up by supporting the Democrat who is black. Andrew Gillum says that sort of gutter politics won't fly in
2: Florida. And I believe on on November 6th, we're going to send a very strong signal to this president and to uh, who will be then former Congressman DeSantis, uh, that that politics is wholly rejected by the people of our state.
1: A spokesman for DeSantis claims he was talking about the economy when he used the term monkey and was not referring to Gillum. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank.
0: More from Gillum and we'll hear from DeSantis And, folks, you're going to hear from the Bud Man on this because I'm going to sort this out for you as to where the truth. Does and does not lie. It is coming up right after Deb with the news.
1: Well, meanwhile, an African-American organization is defending Republican candidate for Governor Ron DeSantis against accusations of racism. The Black Republican Caucus of Florida announced yesterday that it's endorsing DeSantis. Chairman Sean Jackson said he has personally known the congressman for many years and it sickens him to, quote, see how the left is attempting to paint him as something that he is not, end quote. In other news, the fathers of a, of a total of nine children are identified as the workers killed in that construction accident near Walt Disney World yesterday morning. The Orange County Sheriff's Office says 34 year old Lorenzo Zavala of Plant City and 46 year old Jerry Bell of Sefner fell about 80 feet to the ground when a scaffold collapsed early yesterday morning at a J.W. Marriott hotel being built on Chelonia Parkway at and Creek. Uh, area of central florida news 13 reports zavala was a father of four and bell was a father of five the occupational safety and health administration is investigating the accident
0: it's just horrible it breaks your heart and it didn't have to happen these guys didn't do anything wrong this thing just gave way it, uh,
1: concrete is so heavy and they were preparing to pour concrete between the sixth and seventh floors of that hotel under construction i know when i saw the scaffolding that had collapsed it looks like the scaffolding you see on the side of the I-4 Ultimate Exchange Project. I mean, it's that heavy duty, should be yeah. able to withstand anything.
0: Something's wrong with the materials, how it was installed, whatever. Yeah. I hope they can find that, but there's no way to bring back these two men who no, just...
1: just went to work on a yeah. Tuesday, on a Wednesday morning, you know, just like every one of us. You Terrible just story. Go to work, you expect to come home at the end of the I day, know. you know, it's... It's a sad local story. This is a story that, for a lot of people, is going to make you go, what? But two state judges, I kid you not, are throwing out child abuse charges in the New Mexico Desert compound case. In separate decisions dismissing the charges yesterday, the judges cited procedural delays by prosecutors. It's the latest legal setback for state prosecutors who missed a deadline to present new evidence of an alleged plot by five people to attack schools and other institutions. The group's alleged leader and his Haitian wife still face separate charges in the death of a three-year-old Georgia boy whose body was found at the compound.
0: They let him walk. They are killers. It, my hair <laughs> caught fire last night. You've got it smoldering again. It's under the category of what's bugging the Bud Man in our next half hour. All right. Well, another news, Bud, a memorial
1: service to honor the late Senator John McCain happens this morning in Phoenix. Former Vice President Joe Biden and Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald will speak at the ceremony. McCain's body will then be flown to Washington, D.C. this afternoon, and he will lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda on Friday, only the 13th senator to have that honor. The former Navy fighter pilot, Vietnam War hero, and 6 term Republican senator died Saturday at age 81. PETA wants Aretha Franklin's furs. The animal rights group, uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, has written to the late Queen of Souls estate, asking the singer's family to donate her fur coat collection. PETA would use the coats in its fur donation program, which sends furs to people in refugee camps and homeless shelters. Franklin died earlier this month at age 76 after battling pancreatic cancer. Oh, but that's not all. Mm -hmm. People for Ethical Treatment of Animals also wants to put a five-foot Granite Memorial on the site of a truck crash in Maine last week that left thousands of lobsters dead A tombstone for the lobsters It's estimated that around forty five hundred lobsters died after a box truck hydroplaned and overturned along a roadside in Brunswick. PETA has submitted a proposal to the state highway department that would read quote "In memory of the lobsters who suffered and died on this spot August 2018 try vegan <laughs> PETA. End quote.
0: <laughs> Nothing they do surprises the Budman. <laughs> Nothing. That that's a new one
1: though. <laughs> WFLA news time at six oh seven. Watch as a toddler on a tricycle brings traffic to a stop on a busy California road. Oh my. Yeah, you can get the details and see the dramatic video for yourself at one oh two five WFLA dot com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 102.5. The one man alongside the Debmeister, Yaffe at the controls. Steph taking your calls. It's Good Morning Orlando, the Thursday edition from the Frontgate Realty studio. From your cell, pound two fifty. Keyword: real estate. Lots to talk about. Local, national, you name it. My formula for a DeSantis victory over Andrew Gillum in November coming up in our seven o'clock hour. But on the subject of the two candidates now who will duke it out over the next ten weeks or so for the um, for the governorship here in Florida, DeSantis and Gillum. Yes, the race card has been played. It makes me sick. What has happened here? I'm going to sort it all out for you in a moment, and I want to know what you think at 407 916 5400 and our text line at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Um, so we're going to try not to monkey it up as we roll on here on a Thursday morning. We'll have that in Orlando's newsletter and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I told you the race for governor between DeSantis and Gillum was going to get ugly and it was going to be a wild ride to the November 6th election just under 10 weeks from now. But nobody saw this coming. Maybe we should have um, because the race card gets played all the time in our society and we're to the point where nobody can say anything without walking on eggshells and wonder if somehow what they say, having no racial component to it, suddenly gets them branded as exactly that, a racist. It has happened in the Florida governor's race. The race card has been played less than one full day into the general election campaign between Trump-endorsed Republican Ron DeSantis... And Bernie Sanders endorsed leftist and and black politician, the mayor of Tallahassee, Andrew Gillum, who won the primary over Gwen Graham and the rest of the Democrats. It was a stunning upset, no question about it. Yesterday morning on Fox, right after we had left, Ron DeSantis was interviewed And this, I want you to listen very closely, led to him being branded a racist by his opponent, Gillum. And now, of course, the left-leaning media has hopped all over it. This is outrageous. I will explain what happened here in a moment. But I will tell you this. Ron DeSantis has no history of being racist in any way. He simply misspoke, and I'm going to sort out for you what I am 100% sure that he intended to say. But what he said should not have been interpreted in any way, shape, or form as a racist comment. Here's a little more sound on this interview from DeSantis than you
3: are seeing in most of the media. This is a guy who, although he's much too, too liberal for Florida, I think he's got huge problems with how he's governed Tallahassee. Uh, you know, he is an articulate spokesman for those far left views, and he's a charismatic candidate. And, you know, I watched those Democrat debates. None of that was, was my cup of tea, but I mean, he performed better than the other people there. So, so we've got to work hard to make sure that we continue Florida going in a good direction. Let's build off the success we've had on Governor Scott. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. That is not going to work. That's not going to be good for Florida. Oh, my goodness. A white man saying of a
0: black opponent in a political race, monkey it up? is a dog whistle, a signal. He's black. Don't vote for him. This is outrageous. This is exactly what the left is running with. Gillum got it started a little bit later on Fox on Shep's show at 3 p.m. yesterday. Listen to some of that.
2: It's very clear uh, that Mr. DeSantis is uh, taking a page directly from the campaign manual of Donald Trump. Uh, but I think he's got another thing coming to him. If he thinks that in today's day and age, Florida voters are going to respond to that level of derision and division, they're sick of it. Uh, what we're trying to offer in this race was is that a racist or, a, for or a where a fric- we want to go a f- as a state.
0: Was that racist or a figment of speech? Well,
2: uh, well, uh, uh, in the uh, the handbook of Donald Trump, they no longer uh, uh, do uh, whistle calls. They're now using full bullhorns.
0: Wow, Andrew Gillum, all right, ready to play the race card here against Ron DeSantis. It's outrageous. His campaign uh, communications director said Santis was absolutely obviously talking about Florida not making the wrong decision to embrace the socialist policies that Andrew Gillum espouses, to characterize it as anything else is absurd um and 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 it's true he said we shouldn't monkey it up that's not a phrase i know people (laughs) my fact my wife sometimes is one of them we kid about it in the family who will take a couple of different phrases and create a third one out of it that doesn't really exist okay What he was saying is, you know, we shouldn't be monkeying around here, all right? You know, call this guy out for the policies he has that are way out of the mainstream to the left, Andrew Gillum. Monkey around, and we shouldn't muck it up. Those are two phrases that actually exist. And it came out as monkey it up, and all of a sudden you're essentially saying that we have a monkey who's a black man running for governor of Florida. There is no truth to that they're taking it they're running with it maybe they're desperate maybe they know they have an extremist candidate who's going to have a lot of t- trouble winning so let's play the race card if we can and then the media is all over the uh DeSantis comment the compliment about how articulate Gillum is and he is and I told you that because I interviewed him on the program he is a tremendous speaker You say a black man is articulate, that's racist, because it's as though you're surprised that a black man would speak well. When are we going to stop walking on these freaking eggshells in this country? This is absurd, and it's obscene, what they're trying to do to Ron DeSantis, and there is no validity to it. Shouldn't monkey around shouldn't muck it up, gets conflated and comes out as monkey it up, a phrase that doesn't exist, but all of a sudden it gets DeSantis branded as a racist. Do you share my emotion about this and my anger and outrage over this? I think you should. And I think you should from either side, frankly. 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680 Standard message and data rates apply. Robert, you'll be first, but I've got room for you. Let's weigh in on this. This is what the 50,000-watt front porch is all about. Was that a racist comment by Ron DeSantis or not? I'd particularly like to hear from those of you who are African-American or black or whatever you'd prefer. 407-916-5400. Let's open up the 50,000-watt front porch, and Bertha, I'm moving you to the head of the line because you're always intellectually honest, although we don't often agree on things politically. You're more liberal than I am. You also happen to be black. Good morning from Volusia County, Bertha.
4: Good morning, bud. Yes, I'm black, and I'm a proud black woman. One thing I've taught my children, names do not bother you. Get away from all these Uh, worrying about what somebody think about them. I told my kids I gave your name, that's your name. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Bertha. I'm not worried about racial stuff in Florida. I'm worried about seniors.
0: Bertha, 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 stop a minute. I don't have a lot of time for you. I wish I had more. Do you think Ron DeSantis was making a racist reference there? Do you believe that, Bertha? Huh? Do you think it was a racist comment by Desantis? I wouldn't. I don't care whether he meant it as a
4: racist. We gotta get. No, away no, from no, race no, no. It.
0: I want to know whether you think it was. You're willing to overlook it. You don't care about that racial crap as you wrote on the screen here. But do you think there was a racial component to that? That's ridiculous. It's, it's hard to know what's in people's hearts. There's no history, Bertha, of anything. Racist with Ron DeSantis. Come on. Robert and Ovito, go ahead.
5: Budman, good morning. This is not a black or white thing. This is a green thing. I heard the interview yesterday with Shep and the first thing the guy said, Shep said, How are you gonna pay for all these things that you're you're touting? And the first thing he said, we're going to raise corporate taxes 33%. Did you hear that? Oh, that's absolutely true. It's more like
0: 50%, I think, yeah.
5: It's exactly – there come the layoffs. You know what I mean? This guy is so out in left field, it's unbelievable. It's a green thing. It's not a black and white thing. This is all about green Florida.
0: All right, listen, on the 7 o'clock hour, I'm going to tell you how DeSantis beats um, Gillum just by simply (laughs) – putting before the voters of Florida what a Gillum governorship would represent and how extreme he is. David in Orlando. Go ahead, David.
5: Hi, good morning, bud. I just want to let everyone know that uh, we all seem to forget how Barack Obama in 2008 used the same term monkeying around when he was referring to Uh, the elections process. Yeah, but wait a minute.
0: He's black. He's inoculated against any charges of racism.
5: Hold on. Barack Obama happens to be
4: half white. We don't know if it was his half white side that said that or it was the Democratic Party.
0: All right. Fair enough. Let's go to the text line, Yaffe, and tell me what's coming in there.
6: Uh, Yes, Bud. Uh, One person said, get used to this, Bud. It's the new norm of the left. They will use any means possible to sway an election. I have had some people say that they've heard that phrase before as well monkey it up
0: i've never heard it i think it's a combination just by mistake you know by by misspeaking of muck it up and monkey around um but be that as it may however you see that comment that and and saying that that gillum is articulate none of that has a racial component to it a racist component to it yaffe how do you see it
6: Oh, I completely agree with you. I mean, when we listen to the context of that, he was actually complimenting Gillum right before that. That's like why you I said. played
0: all of that on the front end. That's why we needed to let that sound cut get longer than yeah. what you're be what you're hearing here.
6: The context of it, he was talking about uh, his policies, his socialist policies would
0: ruin the state. Absolutely true. More on this later in the show. Thanks, gang. Um we'll uh we'll get into it one more time a bit later on. And uh, Deb has more on all of this, particularly if you're just joining us. Bottom of the hour news update with my co-host Deborah Roberts on DeSantis Under Fire for some of these comments that we have shared with you. And health officials saying four more unvaccinated kids have measles. Moms and dads, you'll want to stay tuned and listen to the ramifications perhaps of that. Good morning from us all at 6.30. Deb's joining us right now to get us up to date. And uh, I said yesterday... Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride um, the 10 weeks until Election Day, particularly in the race for governor. But we didn't quite expect what happened on the first day.
1: No, we did not. And the final stage of the race for governor is off to an inauspicious start. Shortly after Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum won the Democratic nomination, Republican rival Ron DeSantis said Florida voters shouldn't, quote, monkey this up, end quote. Gillum calls it gutter
2: politics straight from Donald Trump's playbook. I'm going to continue to ride high here. I'm going to continue to remind the people of this state, of, of our North Star. And we'll leave him and Trump to play in the gutter as long as they desire. Trump also issued a tweet
1: describing Gillum as, quote, a failed socialist mayor, end quote. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank.
0: We're we'll talking a whole lot more about this. The idea that um, that DeSantis is being called racist off this is outrageous.
1: And then a story that you had said, Bud, that mom and dad should pay attention to state health officials say four more unvaccinated children have come down with the measles in Pinellas County. They announced Wednesday that there have now been a total of seven infected kids reported since August 13th. Maggie Hall of the Pinellas County Health Department says that's after they discovered there are three more cases of measles in the county.
7: I want to reassure the public that it's not that uh, contagious people are walking around the community. It's just that when you investigate a case, it leads you to other people, and then it leads you to others. And um, that's how these were discovered. So again, we're up to seven cases in Pinellas County.
1: Before this year, there hadn't been a confirmed case of measles in the county since 1998. Infectious disease specialists say vaccines are still the most effective way to prevent measles. The number of children killed by the 2018 as flu seasons is now an all-time high. The CDC reports 172 kids died last year and this year, surpassing the previous record of 171 set in 2012 and 2013. A health professional from the CDC's flu division says the number is so high because the flu season was longer than usual, which created more chances for kids to be exposed. They also said the death toll among children during flu season will probably continue to rise. And a new report from the CDC says sexually transmitted diseases are up for the fourth year in a row in America. Tallahassee is doing its part. FSU is the number three university in America for STDs. And Leon County, where the state capital is, is number one in the Sunshine State for chlamydia. That's disturbing. Yeah, very much so. So much so that there are billboards now in the panhandle showing the effects of STDs so people know, don't underestimate these. That's They're called diseases for a reason. Hmm. You can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Joan Doniger and the Bloomberg Business Report.
0: Live from the nation's capital, in for Gina Cervetti is on vacation Joan, welcome back to the 50,000-watt front porch. Always great to have you here on Good Morning Orlando.
7: Always great to be here, bud. Thanks
0: so much. So let's talk about the stocks. We have more records set, but uh, you're seeing some different trends perhaps in the futures?
7: Yeah, the jitters about trade are back now. The Trump administration and Canada both think they might be able to beat the clock on this. President Trump and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau both say negotiators should be able to bring Canada online with the changes to the U.S. and Mexican part of NAFTA by the U.S. set deadline of tomorrow. Investors, however, aren't quite so sure. Maybe they just need a break from four days of of gains and uh, several days of records for the the NASDAQ and S&P right now. Now, though, S&P futures are down 5 points, NASDAQ futures are falling 17, and Dow futures are falling 76 points.
0: And that's the latest there. Interesting story here. It worked in Europe. Is it going to work in the United States? There's a mandate out to put more women on corporate boards. Tell us about it.
7: That's right. California, many major companies based in California might have to take a close look at the boardroom soon because their state lawmakers have approved a bill that would require major companies based in California to put female directors on their boards, at least one by the end of next year, and depending upon the board size, several more by the end of 2021. Companies that do not would be fined, and now companies are objecting to this. The Chamber of Commerce doesn't like it. Um, but the number of women on big company boards in Italy, Germany, and some other European nations has tripled and even quadrupled because of these mandates. So uh,
0: let's see what happens. Indeed we will. I know we'll have more on that. Interesting item in your Bloomberg Business Report this morning. Nestle, the folks who have fattened us up with their delicious chocolate (laughs) bars and ice cream and all kinds of things are now using high-technology To make recommendations how we can be healthier, this is interesting. (laughs)
7: That's right. You know, Nestle's used to say it made the very best chocolate. Well, now it's uh, taking your DNA information uh, and has started a program in Japan under which consumers will send pictures because, you know, everybody likes to put pictures of what they eat on Instagram and whatever. So you send them the pictures of your food. And using a combination of customer DNA information and its own artificial intelligence, Nestle. Will recommend lifestyle changes and specially formulated supplements. The program can cost as much as
0: $600 a year. Okay, we'll see how that plays out. And finally, a Florida focus here. Apparently, Florida has gained what others have lost. And we're not talking weight, we're talking country clubs, right? That.
7: Yeah, the country club business uh, may maybe on the back nine. Statistics from the Bureau <laughs> of Labor Statistics, finding the total number of country clubs in the U.S. dropped from 2007. Now, that, was, of course, was when the last recession started uh, to the end of 2017. A lot of them have never come back. Which states have lost the most? Kind of telling. Michigan uh, lost 64, Ohio 62, but Florida gained 144.
0: How about that? Interesting That's the always.
7: That's yeah, where the
0: golf crowd is heading. Well, of course, and here you can play it 12 months a year. You can't right. do that up in Michigan unless you're no. you know, out of your mind and you want to freeze to death. <laughs> Interesting. That makes country clubs more viable, and I'm sure there are other factors as well. Thank you so much. Joan Doniger in for uh, Gina with the Bloomberg Business Report all this week from the nation's capital. We'll catch you tomorrow from Washington, D.C. Thank you, Joan. Thank you. All right, so what's bugging the bud, man? You're about to find out. Charges dropped against Muslim terrorists who were training kids to kill Americans, all on a legal technicality. And how is it possible that John McCain's running mate in 2008, Sarah Palin, has been not invited to McCain's funeral? You talk about petty and vindictive. That's what it smells like to me. What's bugging the Bud Man next? And maybe it'll be bugging you as well. We'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. It's not often my hair catches fire three or four times during prep for one single edition of Good Morning Orlando. That's happened uh, in the setup here with that whole DeSantis Gillum thing and the race card being played in the governor's race. Uh, caught fire last night when the headline came down that three Muslim terrorists out in New Mexico at that compound where they discovered all of those children being held captive in terrible conditions, these three Muslim terrorists, three out of five, have been released from custody, set free by a judge on a technicality. What is wrong with this criminal justice system? The three suspects tied to this New Mexico compound where these Muslim terrorists reportedly trained children who were being held captive by them to become school shooters have been released. How could it be? It happened at the hand of District Judge Emilio Chavez in New Mexico, who dismissed charges against three of the five. Ruling that authorities violated the state's 10-day rule, and apparently they did. What the heck is the 10-day rule out there? Here's the deal. You have to schedule a hearing for suspects within 10 days after their first court appearance. And the prosecutors missed that deadline. The judge said the legal rules are clear. My hands are tied. I don't like making this decision, but I have no other choice under New Mexico law. Incredible, isn't it? The incompetence of the prosecutors. And what about judicial discretion? Shouldn't it extend in this direction for crying out loud? This judge, in order to comply to the technical features of New Mexico law is putting the public there, and God knows where, in danger. But the public be damned. The innocent people of New Mexico and America be damned. These guys are dangers to the public. Look what they were training these kids to do, to go in and shoot up schools and kill American kids and teachers. They're clearly jihadists who are at a risk to flee, who knows whether they'll go out and decide, hey, listen, they may round me up and they may find a way to lock me up eventually, but I'm going out like a lot of my colleagues have gone out in the world of jihad. I'm willing to die for my cause. I wouldn't be surprised if they're out there planning an attack right now. <sighs> we we'll let them go for this legal technicality and the judge says my hands are tied. Seems to me that this should never have happened, and this should never have happened either. I understand why. John McCain said, "I don't want Trump at my funeral." They loathe each other. The well, late John McCain turned eighty; would have turned eighty-two yesterday. Ceremonies continue. Funeral coming up this weekend. The National Cathedral in Washington, etc. His running mate in two thousand eight, who gave him everything she had in that race, Sarah Palin is not invited to the funeral. It's not clear whether it was McCain's wishes or its members of the family, but it has been confirmed she is not to show up at the funeral under any circumstances. She has been ripped by McCain in recent years, but she has never said anything negative about him that I am aware of, and she has always spoken in glowing terms and always been deferential and appreciative of the man who put her on the ticket in 2008 where they proceeded Uh, to lose, of course, to Obama. Yaffe, how do you explain it, that Sarah Palin doesn't get invited? Trump, I get it. Sarah Palin, it just seems, seems petty and vindictive on the part of either McCain or his family.
6: It is petty and vindictive. It has to be. I guess they really didn't like her more than we realized. Maybe they blame her for him losing, which I think would be dumb. I think that was one of the only reasons he had a chance of winning, honestly.
0: What are your thoughts on that? How do you explain Palin not being invited to the McCain funeral? And how do you feel about that? 407-916-5400. Text me, 23680. We're going to hop on the Trump train here in just a moment. So all aboard right after I tell you this. Oh, man, I almost threw the throttle and we took off on the Trump train. But I want to stay in the station long enough to pick up a phone call from Tampa. Raymond on... um, McCain's running mate in 2008, Sarah Palin not being invited to the funeral and being instructed, apparently, by the family to stay away. What do you think? Raymond, you're up with a Budman. Good morning. Yes, good morning.
5: I was shocked and surprised to hear this. I mean, you would think if anyone should be at that funeral, it should be Sarah Palin.
0: I agree with you 100%. I don't understand what's going on
5: they made a good pair as uh, candidates. Uh, yes, the, me- the liberal media created a lot of lies to try to put her in a negative light. But I like Sarah Palin. You know, I don't see why she shouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, I know it really is a slap, and 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 it's not fair and it's not right. I don't know whether McCain ordered it, um, you know, as as he laid out his funeral plans, or whether somebody in the family decided that she should not be there for what reason I can't possibly imagine, as Yaffe and I agree, and I think you do as well, and thanks for the call. Uh, You know, it's petty and vindictive on somebody's part. All right, now on the Trump train, more blue wave killers here for the midterms. People vote with their pocketbooks and their wallets, and the economy is soaring as we have not seen, frankly, in my memory. The latest blue wave killer, a new study shows more Americans are happy with their job situation than have been since 2005. Bad news for the Democrats. The Democrats need for the economy to go completely in the tank. They need to root against the success of America in order to seize control of Congress. Consumer confidence at an 18-year high. Another blue wave killer. Unemployment historically low, under 4%, lowest ever for blacks and Hispanics. Economic growth, the most recent quarter, revised upward to 4.2%. On the Trump train, we find more blue wave killers every single day. Oh, this is interesting. One of the great things Trump has done is not only get Gorsuch on the Supreme Court with Kavanaugh to follow, that's coming this fall, and it's going to happen. He has gotten more conservative judges confirmed at this point in his presidency than any president ever. And guess what? McConnell just got Schumer to agree to not slow walk and hold up the confirmation of 15 judicial nominees, all conservative judges. Apparently, Schumer... Got the word from his Democrat Senate colleagues, they didn't want to be tied up for weeks this fall. They wanted to be back home campaigning. So they folded their tent, and um, of the 15 nominees, six were confirmed by voice votes of Tuesday of this week. Another one confirmed on a recorded vote. The remaining eight will get quick votes next week as the Trump train rolls on. That is a big deal. Um, one more item here, you know, this bogus story that CNN has been running hard with that Lanny Davis, Michael uh, Cohen's lawyer, you know, this story, it was co-written by Carl Bernstein, who's a Fox news or or a CNN contributor was the old, you know, all the president's men who along with, um, with Woodward, um, took down, uh, Nixon during Watergate here. Bernstein is known for his coverage of the Watergate scandal, and he co-wrote an article for CNN uh, reporting that Trump's former lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, was willing to tell special counsel Robert Mueller that then-candidate Trump knew about the June 2016 meeting at Trump Tower between Trump Jr. and a Russian lawyer promising dirt on Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Well, Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, you know, used to carry all the legal water for the Clintons, later publicly confirmed that... Um, He, Davis, was the source of the story. He walked back his claim that Cohen knew Trump was aware of the meeting, saying, I regret not being much clearer in saying I'm not sure about this story, but CNN continues to run with it, and Bernstein bashes Trump every chance he gets, Trump fighting back in this vicious tweet. tweet, forgive me, kind of a treat, actually, CNN being torn apart from within based on their being caught in a major lie and refusing to admit the mistake. Sloppy Carl Bernstein, a man who lives in the past and thinks like a degenerate fool, making up story after story, being laughed at all over the country. Fake news. All right. Quick ride on the Trump train. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday edition of the show. It's 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger,
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, DeSantis is under fire for some comments. And don't be fooled by the quiet hurricane season. We're going to give you the details coming up in one minute.
0: I've got a simple formula for a DeSantis victory over Gillum. And I'll lay it out for you in a moment here on Good Morning Orlando.
1: And good Thursday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 1025. The general election, if for governor, is only a day old, and already Andrew Gillum says it's in the gutter. Tallahassee's mayor and the Democratic nominee responded yesterday to Ron DeSantis' comment that voting for Gillum, who is black, would quote, monkey up the state's recent economic progress. Gillum says DeSantis and Donald Trump are peddling derision and division, and Floridians won't buy it.
2: Maybe the people of the state of Florida. If they think that is going to be acceptable in this state come November 6th, I think they will learn that we really don't take lightly to that kind of uh, divisive talk.
1: DeSantis has denied the comment was racial. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank.
0: Hot topic at six. We're revisiting it at eight. If the campaign is in the gutter, I will tell you DeSantis, in my opinion, is not the one who put it there.
1: Meanwhile, to become governor, Andrew Gillum will have to defy the experts again. PredictIt.org, which calls itself the stock market for politics, released its prediction yesterday for the general election. PredictIt gives Republican Ron DeSantis a 57 percent chance of beating the the, the Democratic mayor of Tallahassee. PredictIt gives Gillum a 45 percent chance of winning. Someone is using the murder of college student Molly Tibbetts to promote white nationalism in Iowa Tibbetts went missing on July 18th, and an undocumented immigrant was charged with her murder. According to the Des Moines Register, an Idaho man is making robocalls from an Iowa phone number using the Tibbets murder to justify white nationalism. A UC San Diego professor has a theory about why diplomats in Cuba and China became ill. Dr. Beatrice Gollum thinks it may have been pulsed radio frequency microwave electromagnetic radiation. Her conclusions could help the government determine what afflicted American and Canadian diplomats. The officials reported hearing loss, nausea, and cognitive issues in the past, and some have suspected some sort of sonic attack. Golem says the symptoms fit with so-called microwave hearing, also known as the Fry effect.
0: And these folks were left in just horrible shape. I know. It's
1: it's frightening, too. I mean, there was no reported attack, just all of these symptoms that they've you been know. coming down with. hmm don't be fooled by what's been a quiet hurricane season so far. Dennis Falcon at the National Hurricane Center in Miami has a warning.
8: We don't want anybody thinking, hey, hey we're off the hook. No, you're not off the hook. You're only off the hook if you don't get hit this year. And we still have a long way for the season to go through. We're just barely coming up now to the halfway point, and September is typically the most active month.
1: He says a tropical wave over Africa is expected to move over the far eastern Atlantic late today or early Friday. This system could become a tropical depression over the weekend. As it moves towards the Cabo Verde Islands, he says it's way too early, though, to tell if it would affect Florida. But that's not the only thing that could be brewing in the tropics.
0: Exactly. The hurricane expert um, for AccuWeather, and we use AccuWeather here at WFLA, they do a great job. Um, He's looking at the charts and he thinks we may be dealing with something developing in a tropical way that affects Florida Over the Labor Day weekend into next week. We're bringing in one of our top flight AccuWeather meteorologists live. I'll be talking with him here at 740 this morning, Deb.
1: Out west, California's wildfire problems could get worse with climate change. The state released its fourth climate change assessment Tuesday. It predicted that the number of large wildfires will grow by 50% by the end of the century. And the amount of land consumed by those fires could also spike by 77% if there's anything left. And finally, a new study says air pollution is damaging uh, people's mental abilities. The study published says air pollution is particularly tough on the cognitive abilities of older men. Researchers studied test scores of more than 31,000 people in China who were exposed to air pollution between 2010 and 2014. Data showed both verbal and math scores fell as people were exposed to air pollution over short and longer periods of time. The leader of the study says the damage air pollution has on aging brains likely poses substantial health and economic costs. The study is published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. WFLA time at 7.07. Read about a mystery woman seen ringing a doorbell in Texas is found safe. At 1025 WFLA.com, walking around people, uh, people's doorsteps in the neighborhood in Texas at about 4 o'clock in the morning, with what looked like broken handcuffs. Yeah, it's really creepy. It is very creepy, and it was very concerning, and a lot of people were really worried about her welfare. Mm-hmm. You can find out what police say she is safe at 1025-WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando
0: starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Dead thanks. I was very interested in uh, that um prediction of a 12-point win, 57-45 DeSantis over Gillum. I'm going to lay out a formula here. I think it's very simple that if adopted by the DeSantis campaign would ensure a DeSantis victory here. I I don't think it's too complicated. Later in this half hour, um, we have the sound judgment game and we'll be telling you about a great prize you can play for if you haven't won in the last 30 days. In the control room, our fabulous executive producer, Yaffe, and our call screener, Stephanie. Steph, will take your calls at 407-916-5400 when you want to join our conversation. Or you can go the text line route at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Good morning from us all as we greet you from the front gate Realty Studio from your cell, hit pound 250, keyword real estate. We'll get an update for you immediately here in two minutes on Orlando's news, weather and traffic. So stay tuned, and good morning, Orlando. So if you were designing the general election campaign for Ron DeSantis, who has secured the Republican nomination over Adam Putnam for governor, we got less than 10 weeks to go. His opponent, who defeated Gwen Graham, who was the presumed winner on the Democrat side, and several other candidates, Andrew Gillum, has the Democrat nomination. How would you design a campaign that is most likely to result in a DeSantis victory? I don't think this is going to be any cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. But I think Ron DeSantis comports himself very well. He's not as dynamic a speaker as Andrew Gillum. Few are. But he's got a great story to tell. Trump endorsed him early on and turned the race completely around. He's done a great job in Congress. He's a rock solid Tea Party conservative, having served three terms. He served in Iraq. He's a military guy, a great family man, and absolutely, as we discussed in the six o'clock hour and we'll discuss in the eight o'clock hour, not a racist. I'll tell you what I would do, and it would be very, very simple from a media campaign. I would simply, constantly point out what Andrew Gillum stands for, how extremely left-wing he is. He does not call himself a socialist. He doesn't identify himself as a democratic socialist, but he is all of that. He is as left-wing as Bernie Sanders, much farther to the left than the general Florida electorate and farther to the left than any major candidate for governor in the history of this state. I would simply lay out in every commercial you run and in every speech you make who Andrew Gillum is, the mayor of Tallahassee, and what he stands for and what he advocates. There are not enough people who are going to find attractive an agenda like this. Andrew Gillum has called for Trump's impeachment, although there are no impeachable grounds. He has called for Medicare for all. We point out, put a price tag on it, or we'll put one on there for you that would break this state. He supports abolishing ICE. Most people in this country do not. Andrew Gillum wants to dramatically increase the corporate income tax about 50% to generate an additional $1 billion a year for public schools. He wants a $15 an hour minimum wage mandated statewide. That is a job killer of the first magnitude. Yaffe, if I'm running the DeSantis campaign and structuring the media campaign, it's very simple. I point out what DeSantis stands for in a very positive way, I don't bash Gillum. I just tell everybody what this guy stands for and what you get and how it would change Florida and how it would cost the people of this state if he became the governor and were able to get enough seats in the legislature to implement these uh, these items on his agenda.
6: I know. All you have to do is show the numbers. I mean, that's it. What these socialist Democrats want is going to cost us a fortune. It'll cost us a fortune here in Florida. But this goes across the country as well. A lot of these radical leftists, you know, running in congressional districts across the country, they want Medicare for all. It's going to cost us a fortune. Just show the numbers. The American people won't like it.
0: You got a radical running on the Democrat side. He is a socialist, Andrew Gillum. There's also a major ongoing government corruption investigation involving the FBI of Tallahassee City government, which has been run by Mayor Gillum since 2014. That's in the mix as well. Um, this this should be doable. The should be able to win this race without question. But that would be my very simple strategy for ensuring that fact. I got a full bank of callers here on the 50,000-watt front porch buying for our Sound Judgment Prize. Steph, let's talk about that prize.
6: Yes, bud. So today we have a pair of tickets to see Dr. Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life Tour, an antidote to chaos at the Dr. Phillips Center, Friday, September 14th. Best-selling author and conservative rising star Jordan Peterson is known for taking on the left, radical feminist, and political correctness. This tour will feature revolutionary talks on overcoming life's biggest obstacles, how to improve oneself, and much more. If you're into taking back our culture from the left, you don't want to miss this show. Tickets are on sale now. Visit org for more info.
0: And if you're pounding the steering wheel because you want in and all the lines are busy, a wrong answer opens a line you can grab and win at 407-916-5400. So here we are. It's August 30th, and on this very date in 1968, exactly 50 years ago, The Beatles released their very first single on their own Apple record label. It was Hey Jude, which went on to be a huge hit. I want you to listen to some sound of the Beatles performing Hey Jude, and then when Yaffe stops the music, you sing the rest of the line. I want you to really belt it out, whether you sing well or not, and if you get all the words right, guess what? You're going to be our sound judgment winner.
1: Hey Jude. Don't make it bad. Take a sad song and
7: make it better. Remember to let her into your heart.
0: Line one, finish it. Line one. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That laryngitis? Come on, you know this. Hey, Jude. 407-916-5400. You can win it. Line two, you're up. Go ahead. Then you begin to make it brighter. You're close, but not quite. Thank you for trying. Let's go up to line four. Go ahead, line four. Line, line, line three. Go ahead, line three. Finish it. Take a sad song and make it better. <laughs> oh, this is not working, but, hey, that was pretty good. Line two, can you finish the line? Boy, I'm Hello? Tell- Hello, can you finish it?
4: Yes. Remember to let her into your heart.
0: No, that isn't it, but let's go to line okay. one. I'm almost out of time. Yeah. What what?
7: Da, 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 da. No
0: no no, that's later in the song. We still got lyrics here. Come on now, one more on Hey Jude, and then I'm out of time. Line line. Yes, I'm here. Go. Free. Go ahead, line three. Finish it. And then you begin to make
5: it big.
0: No, you're close. I'm going to squeeze one more in here. Go ahead, line three. One million. No, that would not be it. Yaffe, I don't think we're going to be able to award the prize today. I don't have any more time to play the game. Deb's coming up with the news, and she likes the Bud Man to be on time. Just so we can be sure everyone understands what the line is, let's roll it.
6: Then you can start to
1: make it better.
0: Then you can start to make it better. A couple of you were close. We're sorry. We'll have another sound judgment game tomorrow. I love the singing sound judgment games. You guys are good sports, but we couldn't find a winner. The Deb Meister's a winner. She's got all the news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Ron DeSantis is under fire, and it's really pretty outrageous for some comments he made in the full first full day of the campaign against Andrew Gillum for the governorship. And KFC... Launches a baby naming contest. We'll find out what that's all about as the Debmeister checks in from the newsroom in just a moment. Stay tuned, and we are glad you're with us here as we continue from the front gate realty studio From your cell, pound 250 keyword real estate. It's coming up on 7:30. Deb, we torch the phones on the 50,000 watt front porch on the story you are about to bring us, and we'll get back into it. ...in the 8 o'clock hour. But let's go on the bottom of the hour news update.
1: You got it. The Republican nominee for Florida governor is clarifying some comments about his opponent. On Fox News yesterday morning, Congressman Ron DeSantis said Florida voters should not, quote, monkey this up, end quote, by electing Democratic nominee Andrew Gillum. DeSantis has since issued a statement saying he was talking about Florida not embracing Gillum's socialist policies. Gillum is the first African-American major party nominee for governor of Florida... This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. All right, here's to the important news, bud. Kentucky Fried Chicken wants to honor their founder with a baby naming contest. Okay. The fast food giant is offering $11,000 for college to the first baby named Harland to be born on what would be the Colonel Harlan Sanders' 128th birthday, which is September
0: 9th. Oh, my goodness. That's right. His first name was unusual. Yes, it was. A very southern name. Yeah, so $11,000. What is that? $1,000 for each secret ingredient in this (laughs) 11 herbs and spices. I'll bet that's what it's all about.
1: You are way ahead of me. I was thinking only 11,000. Last year, Harlan ranked 3,257th on the list of most common
0: baby names. There aren't a whole lot of them out there. No. So in I, case- I, I don't think I would do that to my kid in the 21st <laughs> century. <laughs> Harland.
1: Not even for $11,000 for college?
0: Yes, I would do it for that. Okay, well, in case you're wondering <laughs> why I'm they're... A complete sellout. Of course I would. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: might change my name right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, in case you're wondering why they're giving away the unusual sum of $11,000, Bud is right, of course... It's an honor of KFC's 11 Herbs and Spices. So I am right, you huh? You are
0: very right. Every once in a while, a blind squirrel gets a nut, you know? <laughs> okay, it's the Bud Man's Day.
1: Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are offering a new menu item, Fruit Loops Mini Donuts.
0: Ooh. Ooh. They're
1: a five pack of small donuts that come in five flavors red, yellow, purple, green, and blue. Those aren't
0: flavors, those are colors. Well,
1: they're colors, but they also taste similar to the okay. cereal they're named after, okay. and they cost about two bucks. Right. CKE Restaurants, which is the parent company for the burger chain, says they're only available for a limited time. And if you're the kind of person you don't, uh, you do like guacamole. No, not, not much. No, that's right. You don't like no, guacamole. I'm not, I,
0: I love avocados, but I don't like guacamole. That's right. Mike, I love it.
1: Mike is the one who loves the guac. Yes. All right. Well, if you're the kind of person who will willingly pay extra for guac and thinks avocado toast is life, four universities <laughs> are looking for you. Researchers from Loma Linda University, Penn State, Tufts University, and the University of California, Los Angeles will pay you to eat avocados every day, for six months.
0: Oh, I'm going to lose Yaffe to this deal here. He'll walk <laughs> <All> right, right <laughs> out the door for that. I'm in.
1: If it seems like it's too good to be true, but it's not a stunt, this is for science. Researchers are calling it the, quote, habitual diet and avocado trial, end quote. And according to Loma Linda, they're looking for 1,000 participants to help figure out whether avocados actually help with weight loss. Pretty interesting concept. Avocados are a rich source of heart-healthy Uh, fats that can help cholesterol but there are concerns that this fruit it is a fruit not a vegetable Ah. is not as healthy as it may seem Mm -hmm. so that's the purpose for the evening eating avocados every day for six months is to find out if it helps with weight loss does it really help with cholesterol or is it just a fatty fruit we should really avoid
6: i mean it's for science i have to do my duty and get it and do this
1: You'll,
0: Sorry, turn, you'll, you'll turn all shades of green and yellow, man, by the end of that. Every, <laughs> avocados oh, every well. day for six months? Depends <laughs> how much it
6: pays. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. They're going to pay you, you to eat guac every day for two uh, for six months. <laughs> He's salivating. You in can't there. go wrong.
0: Oh, boy. Deb, <laughs> yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Well, we know it couldn't last forever this unusually quiet Atlantic hurricane season. Apparently, atmospheric conditions are changing. AccuWeather is all over this, and there is some concern, or at least there has been in the last 24 hours at AccuWeather, uh, that we may be dealing with some kind of a tropical system here toward the end of the Labor Day weekend. That's the latest information I have as we bring on Steve Travis, AccuWeather meteorologist, to give us the update. Steve, thanks for coming on. You've got a lot of folks who will be listening very
8: closely. What can you tell us this morning? Yeah, we're still tracking, you know, this potential uh, system as we head into the Labor Day weekend. And uh, right now, this is just an open tropical wave uh, near Puerto Rico. But what we're going to see is this wave will move to the west-northwest as we get closer to the weekend here. And as you mentioned, you know, there is some concern that this could become a more organized tropical system. Uh, You know, this morning, it doesn't look like a very high chance of that happening. I think it's more likely that this brings us some uh, more disorganized showers and thunderstorms uh, perhaps Sunday and right into Labor Day on Monday as this uh, moves across Florida. But, you know, in in any case, uh, certainly some of the most active, uh, you could say, Atlantic uh, tropical activity that we've seen uh, so far this, uh, you know, really over the last couple of weeks or so. So we're going to see this wave move across uh, the area. This will, again, be Sunday and into Monday, bringing us some uh, heavier showers and thunderstorms around, especially on Monday. Right now it doesn't look like a, a great chance for this to become a organized tropical system but there is a threat there there is a chance that this could happen could be a tropical depression uh worst case scenario a tropical storm
0: all right and a tro- if it became worst case scenario a tropical storm mm-hmm. when and where do you think that might happen uh so when
8: would be later sunday or monday uh so you know this would this would really be the end of the weekend and right into labor day and uh, the where it'd be most likely across mainly southern florida is uh, the most likely impact from this system. Now, uh, I think that there's a lower chance that this becomes an organized system for Florida itself, but once it moves into the Gulf, I think there's a threat into the middle of next week that it could uh, kind of ramp up there across the Gulf. So that's something that we'll also have to keep an eye on.
0: But that might be headed for elsewhere in the Gulf Coast beyond Mm -hmm. Florida, west of here is what you're saying?
8: yeah that could be you know more into the central Gulf, you know maybe Louisiana or eastern Texas uh okay. if that were to organize over the Gulf itself uh you know I think the main takeaway here is even if it's not an organized tropical system uh there's still going to be an uptick in thunderstorm activity uh Sunday and into monday,
0: and then there's more activity coming off Africa with mm-hmm. these tropical waves we always see at this point as we approach the peak of the hurricane season, which statistically is about the 10th of September. Mm -hmm. What else is going on way out there that you'll be keeping your eye on at AccuWeather?
8: Yeah, so there's uh, there's one uh, area of low pressure coming off of Africa today, actually, and uh, this has a very high chance of becoming an organized system. So I would not be surprised, you know, if in the next couple of days we get a, a, a named tropical storm, could even become a hurricane as we go through the next five days. But the good news is that uh, this low, uh, although it is going to really ramp up in strength, looks like it stays out over the central Atlantic. So although we're going to have to keep an eye on this mm-hmm. one, make sure it doesn't get too far west, you know, and then potentially bring some impacts to the Caribbean or to the U.S. You know, right now, indications are that this uh, system, although it'll probably, you know, ramp up pretty quickly, it'll stay in the central Atlantic and then die out. So no immediate threat to land with this one.
0: OK, fair enough. But atmospheric conditions are changing and we're going to see mm-hmm. a more typical tropical activity of early September than what we have seen in a very quiet August. That's the message, right?
8: Yeah, and I think that, you know, this wave coming off Africa could kind of pave the way, you know, as we go into September. And, uh, you know, this could be the one that kind of starts to to make things more active. You know, I think that as we go over the next couple of weeks, we'll see a lot more waves moving across the Atlantic and a lot more that have the potential to become systems. So, you know, as you mentioned, we're getting close to the peak of the season. You know, it's not too unusual to see things ramp up this time of year. But this is going to be a very, you know, big change from what we've experienced so far this season.
0: Back you with the meteorologist Steve Travis. Thanks for the update on the tropics. We really appreciate you. Yep, have a good day. Thank you very much. And stay tuned because we bring you AccuWeather forecasts and every newscast here and throughout the day and throughout our show every 10 minutes as well. And if anything really gets cranking in the tropics, you're going to know about it here first through us and the experts at AccuWeather. Good Thursday morning. We're so glad you're with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. One hour to go. We're getting back into a hot topic that torched the phones and had the Budman's hair on fire when the news came down that the race card was being played in the general election race for governor here in Florida. Ron DeSantis against Andrew Gillum, who was vying to become the first black governor in Florida history. The race card played on the first day of this contest but not by desantis as gillum is charging we're getting into this you'll hear from them both and i am going to sort this out and tell you where the truth lies stay tuned and you will want to be a part of the conversation get in early at 407916 Fifty-four I've already got a caller on the line. You can text us if you want. Never busy, 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. And while we're talking about texting, our texting contest continues, and you can have an opportunity to go all expenses paid to the fabulous Radio Music Festival in Las Vegas on September 21st and 22nd, and to be in the running for the grand prize worth more than $20,000. More on that coming up. Right after the news with Deb. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Thursday at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here and right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning DeSantis is under fire for some comments. And Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd says a man killed by an Uber driver is a classic stand your ground case. We'll have the details coming up in one minute.
0: DeSantis versus Gillum for the governorship in Florida. Getting ugly early, we're talking about it all next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Thursday morning it's eight oh three on News Radio
1: 1025 Q, the trash talk in the governor's race. It began when Republican Ron DeSantis told Fox News the people of Florida shouldn't quote monkey this up, end quote, by supporting the Democrat who is black. Andrew Gillum says that sort of gutter politics won't fly in Florida.
2: And I believe on on November sixth, we're gonna send a very strong signal to this president and to Uh, who will be then former Congressman DeSantis, uh, that that politics is wholly rejected by the people of our state.
1: A spokesman for DeSantis claims he was talking about the economy when he used the term monkey and was not referring to Gillum. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank,
0: Florida's hometown bank. This whole thing is outrageous, and we're going to talk about it and sort it out here in a minute, Tim.
1: Well, in the meantime, Bud, an African-American organization is defending Republican candidate for Governor Ron DeSantis against accusations of racism. The Black Republican Caucus of Florida announced yesterday that it's endorsing DeSantis. Chairman Sean Jackson said he has personally known the congressman for many years, and it sickens him, quote, to see how the left is attempting to paint him as something that he is not, end quote. In other news, a plane will fly over Camping World Stadium in Orlando prior to Saturday night's football game between Alabama and Louisville, towing a banner that touts the University of Central Florida as co-national
0: champions. Wow, that's going to be interesting. Yes,
1: it is. The plane was hired by Orlando area attorney and UCF alum Chad Barr, who says the flight will last three hours and end one hour before kickoff in accordance with state law. He says he wants to celebrate the night's undefeated 2017 season in conjunction with Alabama's national title. UCF opens its 2018 season tonight at the University of Connecticut.
0: <laughs> this is great. Yaffe, yeah, you got to love this as a UCF alum, banner plane with the UCF national championship banner flying over the alabama crimson well, tide who won the national title
6: well i mean somebody has to remind him who the true national champions are
1: they get need to be of, reminded get it out of so. your system now boys because our market president you don't find a bigger bama fan than linda bird so. that's right who runs the show here at
0: uh I orlando yeah well too bad
6: <laughs> i mean we're just stating out what it's obvious. So, yeah. it obvious. I mean, seriously, it is obvious.
0: I mean, Alabama <laughs> got it because Alabama always gets it. Go Knights. And what is it? Attorney Chad Barr, is it? Yes, Attorney
1: name? Chad Barr. We're
0: going to see if we can get him on the air tomorrow. Shall we, Affie? Let's see if we can book him. That's your assignment as a UCF alum. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's that would make for a great interview and a great story. Absolutely. Oh. Another uh, big story. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd calls it a classic stand-your-ground case. An Uber driver shot and killed 34-year-old Jason Boic early yesterday morning after Boic forced the driver to stop in the middle of the road, yelling that he had a pistol.
0: This is a justifiable homicide all day long. You have the right to protect yourself.
5: This is a classic stand-your-ground case.
0: A classic, and this was the intent of the law.
1: The sheriff says Bowick was upset with his girlfriend and mistakenly thought she was the woman that the Uber driver had picked up at a bar in Dundee. Judd says the driver, 38 year old Robert Westlake of, Wake, of Lake Wales, has a concealed carry permit and not only that, just graduated from the police academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- meanwhile, a man is dead after he tried to play peacemaker in a bar fight. It happened early yesterday morning at the Longshot Bar in Billiards on U.S. 192 in Four Corners near Claremont. Deputies say there was a fight in the parking lot, and when 42-year-old owner Jeffrey Almiron tried to break it up, he was stabbed twice and died. Another man was hurt, and Ronell Curry, who raps under the name G-Fox, turned himself in yesterday. And finally, a Tallahassee woman is charged with aggravated battery for splashing a man with hot syrup. Police say 63-year-old Yvonne Williams got into a fight with the man who came to uh, her home on Apple Yard Drive, drunk and accusing her of not doing anything around the house. Williams told police she just wanted to stop, quote, all the arguing and nonsense, end quote. She was arrested yesterday. The man ended up in the hospital with severe burns
0: from the syrup. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know, she had that stuff boiling. All right. Yeah. My goodness. Now syrup's used as a weapon.
1: First time I've heard of it. Same here. Apparently it worked. Apparently it does. Yeah, absolutely. Don't try this at home. WFLA News Time, it's 8.07. Watch as a toddler on a tricycle brings traffic to a stop on a busy California road. See the video for yourself at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. Before we get into this ugly, outrageous charge of racism against Ron DeSantis by his opponent, Andrew Gillum, and the left, we want to tell you about something really exciting. We have a texting contest giving you an opportunity to go all expenses paid to the upcoming iHeart Radio Music Festival in Las Vegas, September 21st and 22nd. All the big musical acts anywhere, they're all there. Fleetwood Mac, Carrie Underwood, Justin Timberlake, and on and on and on. So, I'm going to give you the keyword of the hour. You text it immediately to 200 200. You could win a round trip airfare to Las Vegas and a couple of tickets to both nights of the music festival in Las Vegas. And you'll be in line to win the grand prize as well, worth more than $21,000, highlighted by Round Trip First Class Airfare. Round Trip Ground Transportation Everywhere. Three nights in a suite at the swanky New Park MGM in Vegas. Private poolside cabana for you at the hotel. Two front row tickets to both nights of the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival out in Las Vegas. Are you ready? Good luck. Here comes your key word. Less than a full day into the race for Florida governor, the race card has been played, but it has not been played by Republican Ron DeSantis. It has been played by his opponent, backed up by the liberal left-leaning media. And it is outrageous. There is no history of racism on the part of Ron DeSantis. And this was not a racist comment in the middle of an interview on Fox yesterday
3: morning. But listen very closely. This is a guy who, although he's much too too liberal for Florida, I think he's got huge problems with how he 's governed Tallahassee. Uh, you know, he is an articulate spokesman for those far left views and he 's a charismatic candidate and you know I watched those Democrat debates, none of that was, was my cup of tea, but I mean he performed better than the other people there. so, so we 've got to work hard to make sure that we continue Florida going in a good direction let 's build off the success we 've had on Governor Scott. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. That is not going to work. That's not going to be good for Florida. Monkey it up. That's not
0: an expression I have ever heard. But oh my goodness, monkey. Black opponent. Racism. It's not a dog whistle. It's a bullhorn. It's even more. Listen, let me tell you what I'm absolutely sure happened here because I've seen people do this. I've heard people do this. Um, Monkey it up is kind of combining, you know, we shouldn't be monkeying around, you know, with a guy who's that much left wing as a candidate to run the state of Florida, or we shouldn't muck it up with a candidate like this who's so far out of the mainstream. And monkey around and muck it up became monkey it up. And the race card was played. But it hadn't been played by DeSantis. It was played later in the day by his opponent, who's trying to become the first black governor of Florida, left-wing socialist Democrat, Andrew Gillum. Listen.
2: It's very clear uh, that Mr. DeSantis is uh, taking a page directly from the campaign manual of Donald Trump. Uh, But I think he's got another thing coming to him. If he thinks that in today's day and age, Florida voters are going to respond to that level of derision and division, they're sick of it. Uh, what we're trying to offer in this race was is that a racist or, a, for or where a fig- we want to go a f- as a state.
0: Was that racist or a figment of speech? Well,
2: uh, well, uh, uh, in the, uh, the handbook of Donald Trump, they no longer uh, uh, do uh, whistle calls. They're now using full bullhorns. Really? Really?
0: It's outrageous. The left plays the race card every chance they get. Are you just sick, whether you're, whether you're white, whether you're black, wherever you are in the political spectrum, are you sick of us being hamstrung by this political correctness that leaves us not being able to say anything, walking on eggs, thinking if somehow a comment that had no racial component to it in our minds and hearts suddenly gets us branded a racist? It's outrageous what's being done here to DeSantis. There's no validity to it at all. I guess for the left, trying to grab power, the end justifies the means. Outrageous. 407-916-5400. How do you see it? Text me at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. Callers, I'm coming right to you. you got to be a little patient here. Had to get the sound out there, and more sound than you are hearing. The short clips don't get it done here. DeSantis was heaping praise on Andrew Gillum, not for his politics, but for what a dynamic and articulate candidate he is, and then the left, some of them were saying, oh, articulate, that's another dog whistle, a racist comment, that a black man should speak well, articulate, you're a racist if you say that as well. It's unbelievable what's going on here. People will play the race card to try to take down a quality man like Ron DeSantis It's outrageous, it's indefensible, and it's not going to work in my view. I want to hear from you. Let's go to the phones. On this charge of racism against Ron DeSantis by his opponent, um, who is black, Andrew Gillum, in the race for governor. You've heard my take on this. I want yours. John, good morning from Orlando. How do you see it?
4: Uh, good morning, bud. First I want to uh say I uh, enjoy your program and I'm a black man and I see it, I agree with you hundred and ten percent. The Democrats need to get out of this crap uh, of trying to take us back to the uh nineteenth century. It's a joke. Uh another another thing a lot of people use is uh around when you're playing around with right. people or, or if you don't if you coop up something as a toy or when you're a mechanic or something. It's a, it's, it's, it's a word that doesn't mean, you know, it's no racist word. And uh, it's time the Democrats get up with this crap about the uh, racism. This is not the 18 and 1900s.
0: Now, let me ask you, do you think it'll backfire on them?
4: No. I mean, I think it'll backfire on the Democrats. That's what I mean. But for, for uh, DeSantis. And I know a number of other people, blacks are too.
0: Great hearing from you, John. Thank you so much for that. Here is George out in Lakeland weighing in. Good morning, George. You're on with the Budman. Hey, bud. Yeah, I I mean, I used to hear this
8: um, monkey it up phrase all the time when I was young. I mean,
0: monkey it it up. I never heard. I heard monkey around and muck it up. And I think DeSantis (laughs) combined the two. But whatever. There's no history of racism with Ron DeSantis. This is outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I would I would hear it as um, as a. They would change it for the F word. People who chose not to use the F word would, Uh, instead of saying that, they would say monkey it up. So what do you make of all of this? Uh, It's a joke. Thank you. Appreciate it. Back to the phones in a minute, Yaffe. I want your take on this. And also, I want you to check what's coming in on the text line because you're getting a ton of incoming.
6: You know, my first thought when I heard this is people get so sick of politicians speaking too carefully, almost scripted. But this is why they do it. Because one little thing can be misconstrued and spun, and you get the sound bite and you can destroy someone
0: absolutely true, people and, are tired and, of this and we're all tired of walking on yeah. eggshells. You can have your career uh, ruined at the workplace, yeah, well, over s- something like this, if somebody just wants to get you, you know now if if you are, if you are being racist, well yeah, of course, you should pay the price. There's no room for that in twenty first century America. But, I mean, people just, I mean, we're all walking on eggshells. You can't say anything.
6: Anyone who is honest with themselves and watches the whole video has to understand that he's not being racist. It's so obvious he's not being racist. That's
0: why I played more of it than people are hearing and seeing elsewhere in the media. Jim, you're in Winter Garden. Welcome in from West Orange County, Jim.
5: Well, it's wonderful to have you, a local guy that takes care of our interests so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I do have a little bit, look, I am a I'm a, I'm probably more right-wing than you are, okay? I was a I'm a huge Trump supporter. I went out Tuesday to vote for DeSantis. I can't wait for him to be the governor. But my question is why did he have to use that term? There are other things that he could have used. My wife is she was an instructor at UCF for years. She's left-wing and she brought it up to me Yesterday, as soon as he said it, almost, and I got, and i said to myself, "Oh, he couldn't. Uh, why did he? Why did he have to?" We're—we're we're discussing this because, not because of the left, because they took it up. We're discussing it because he said it, and and I just—I would think—I would think he would be smarter than that to 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 use a term like that. That obviously, the minute my wife brought it up to me, I was like, "Oh, he couldn't have said that."
0: All right. And and it's interesting. She saw racism in it. You did not.
5: Well, I don't think they see racism in it. They just see an opportunity. It's red meat for the left.
0: Yeah, well, he probably shouldn't have said it. You're right. But doggone it, you shouldn't have to walk on eggshells when you don't have a racist thought in your mind and you use a term like this, you know, to have all of a sudden. You know, an opportunity to destroy your character taken by your opposition. It's outrageous what our politics have come to.
6: Think about how many interviews he does every day, every week. Think about how many speeches he does yeah. all the time. Things get said, and you know, you're just kind of thinking at the top of your head, and something like that can get said.
0: Cannot be hamstrung by this and walking on eggshells all the time. It it it's it's this, this is. We we can't continue down this road in this country. It's outrageous. I agree. <laughs> we have much too much fun off air. This is the greatest team we have here. I'm sorry, we were kidding around about Yaffe and uh, and his wonderful new girlfriend yeah. Steffi, who listens to the show. Yes, here. she does. Yeah, Steffi, and, we're <laughs> and makes Yaffe smile. Oh, it does. It does. Uh,
6: all right. Let's move on to the important news of the oh, day. The
1: no show No, this is the important topic. <laughs> we've been waiting for someone like Steffi uh, to come into your life we have. for a
0: long time. Yeah, we can't wait yeah. to meet her. You need to bring her in here.
6: N-
1: no pressure, Steffi. Yeah, But no you're pressure. stuck with me now. Yeah, you are. Obviously. We
0: have her seat reserved on the 50,000-watt front <laughs> porch. Yeah,
1: we've been having fun with your uh, married name, and we've already named your children,
0: Debbie and Buddy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and back to the news. Okay, let's get to work, oh. Deb Meister. What you got?
1: All right. Florida's Democratic candidate for governor says the monkey comment by his Republican opponent is straight out of the Trump handbook. Andrew Gillum is the state's first African-American candidate for governor from a major party. On Tuesday, his opponent, Congressman Ron DeSantis, warned Florida voters not to, quote, monkey this up, end quote, by electing Gillum. DeSantis has since issued a statement saying he was talking about Florida not embracing Gillum's socialist policies. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Man, this is an update to a story I wish I didn't have to bring you, bud. But it turns out a homeless man whose selfless act of using his last $20 to fill up the gas tank of a stranded motorist in Philadelphia got him worldwide attention is now suing the couple who led a $400,000 fundraising campaign to help him. Johnny Bobbitt says he's concerned that Mark DeAmico and Katie McClure have mismanaged a large part of the donations raised for him on GoFundMe. The New Jersey couple, for their part, denies the claim, saying they're wary of giving Bobbitt large sums because they feared he would buy drugs. Mm. Bobbitt's lawyer contends the couple committed fraud by taking money from the fundraising campaign for themselves. He's seeking undisclosed damages, and his lawyers want a judge to appoint someone else to oversee the account. A hearing on the lawsuit is scheduled for today.
0: Don't you just hate it when a good story goes bad? I do.
1: I really, <laughs> really too, do. Yeah.
0: I really do. Yeah. Because this
1: is this is one of those stories that kind of restores your faith and hope in mankind. And then,
0: and then takes it and squashes it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So let's have a little bit more fun with money.
0: All right, we're on.
1: A Michigan woman says a $100,000 lottery win was just icing on the cake after an un- already Unusually lucky day. Yeah. The 60-year-old woman said she decided to buy the bonus cashword scratch-off ticket after a series of lucky events that day. She said first when she went to the eye doctor where she found out she didn't need to buy any new contacts. Then she was able to finish yard work in half the time that was expected. Mm-hmm. She then lost her cell phone but found it laying in the middle of the road unscathed.
0: She's on a roll.
1: All these lucky events convinced her to buy the winning lottery ticket. The woman plans to buy a new house with the funds. Pretty cool.
0: Not bad. Not bad. That's when everybody says, hey, this is your lucky day. That's a lucky day. (laughs)
1: That's a lucky day. Absolutely. And if you have a lucky day, definitely buy yourself a lotto ticket. There you go. And finally, a heartwarming story a Utah firefighter is taking a furry friend he rescued from the California wildfires home. Draper City firefighter Patrick found a German Shepherd puppy. Huddled under a tree during the raging Mendocino complex fire. Oh, that was a horrible fire. Yeah, it's it's still going on. Yes. But they do hope to have it contained by this weekend. He decided to adopt the dog after it received medical treatment and ended up naming him Mendo. The Mendocino County Animal Shelter said the Draper City Fire Department, if you remember, recently lost one of their firefighters. Uh, Matt Burchett in the firefight, and Mendo will help the department heal.
0: And Mendo's on the mend himself. Absolutely. Good stuff, Deb. Thank you so much. You're welcome. In a moment, don't miss it, my heart doctor, Ken Kronhaus, who's got just vast knowledge of all things health and medical related, brings us the weekly house call with breaking health and medical news. Um, Daily aspirin apparently doesn't really reduce the risk of having a heart attack or a stroke. I always thought it did. Doc's had me on a baby aspirin a day since I can't remember. That's interesting. New research on that. And if you enjoy a drink now and then, you need to hear the latest research on how much alcohol is safe. This will pin your ears back. It's coming up. He's on the 50,000-watt front porch with a black bag full of breaking health and medical news. Stay tuned. Dr. Kronhaus on the house call next, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And I'll do that for you here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. Doc, always great to have you uh, with us from all of us here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Good morning and welcome aboard.
9: Thank you. Great to be with you, bud.
0: So this week, um, the late Senator John McCain is being honored. He lost his um, battle with brain cancer. And I'm familiar with this $5 word, glioblastoma, blastoma. Do I have it right, glioblastoma?
9: Yes, close.
0: Yeah, very good. At any rate, it's an awful disease because a friend of mine succumbed to it Years ago, it is awful and it's frightening to people to think, My goodness, that could happen to me. What can you tell us about the brain cancer that claimed the lives of Senator McCain and, frankly, claims the lives of far too many others?
9: Sure. Fortunately, this is very rare, but let's talk about it a little bit. Glioblastoma, it's an aggressive type of cancer, bud, that can occur in the brain or spinal cord. Glioblastoma forms from cells called astrocytes that support nerve cells, and that's why this is so difficult to treat because it doesn't form in the brain cells itself, but it forms in the supporting cells, and then it engulfs itself into the nerve, so it's hard to tweeze it out of the brain Get rid of it without damaging the brain. So glioblastoma can occur at any age, but tends to occur more often in older adults. It can cause worsening headaches, nausea, vomiting, and seizures. Glioblastoma can be very difficult to treat, and a cure is not Possible Often treatments may slow progression of the cancer and reduce signs and symptoms. The usual treatments of surgery, radiation and therapy and chemotherapy are used. In Senator McCain's case, he was diagnosed with the disease in July of 2017, and he succumbed to it 13 months later. And the usual course is about a year. So you would imagine Senator McCain got the best possible care available anywhere, and he still only got one more month than what is usually tre- given for this treatment, the outlook. The same type of cancer had previously taken the lives of Beau Biden, son of former Vice President Joe Biden in 2015, but and Senator Edward Kennedy in 2009. Yeah. More than 12,000 new cases of the disease are diagnosed each year in the U.S. So you think about the many hundreds of millions of Americans and only, you know, all it takes is one, but 12,000. So it's a a very rare cancer, but when you get it, it's horrible.
0: Absolutely right. I can tell you that from my friend. What he endured was just almost unimaginable. Um, Now, moving on on the research front here. Uh, there's often a debate about, well, if if you enjoy drinking, if you enjoy a glass of wine, a cocktail, a beer, now and then, um, what's the limit before it becomes a risk to your health? There is some, frankly, I think, surprising new research out here that you need to stay away from alcohol.
9: Yes, let me put this in perspective, this front page headline-grabbing story from this publication in the medical journal Lancet, which is a very reputable medical journal. And let me put this in perspective so that everybody gets a little reassured. With moderate alcohol consumption. The conclusion of this study was that there appears to be decreased heart disease, but increased rates of cancer. So the net effect was that you can't have any level of drinking that's healthy. But let me put this in perspective. This New Lancet study But it includes a meta-analysis of many other studies. So what it does is rolls them all into one, looking at all kinds of health conditions in all kinds of populations in 195 countries consuming all kinds of alcohol at various rates. The study did find that one drink a day can be protective against diabetes and ischemic heart disease, but it also is associated with higher rates of tuberculosis. But to put this all in perspective... Even taken at the global scale, the harm associated with a single daily serving of alcohol was tiny, almost zero. So not everyone needs to worry about this. You have to look at your own personal risk of getting cancer. And if it's high, you want to stay away from alcohol and realize that with moderate consumption, a drink a day, you may lower your risk of heart disease.
0: So what's your message to your pa- your patients who says, Doc, is it okay if I have a glass of wine or a beer now and then? I think it is okay, as long as you right. don't
9: have a very, very high risk in your family of cancer. understand. Research
0: now on um, the heart attack risk that people run when they try to go from regular cigarettes to the e-cigarettes.
9: Very important. American Journal of Preventive Medicine this week from my where I trained in Cardiology, University of California, San Francisco. If e-cigarette users vape every day, but they nearly double the risk of a heart attack, also the dual use of e-cigarettes and conventional cigarettes appears to be more dangerous than using either product alone. It increases the r- risk odds of a heart attack by 4.6 times. So if you thought These e-cigarettes were safe, absolutely wrong. All right, very, very interesting. You have me on some wonderful
0: medication to control my tendency to have high blood pressure here. My wife likes to set the thermostat (laughs) nice and low and keep us cool. And I can't believe you've got research this (laughs) morning that there's a connection between the two.
9: Medical Journal Hypertension this week. Cool indoor temperatures have been tied to high blood pressure according to this new study. It appears that in winter, homes should be kept above 70 degrees to help lower blood pressure. I'll be darned. And
0: your heart will thank you if you take a vacation. Sounds good to me, Doc. What can you tell us?
9: European Society of Cardiology annual meeting this week in Munich, Germany. So there's a lot of news about the heart. If you've been Enjoying a lot of time off this summer, all that vacationing might lengthen your life. In men at higher than average risk for heart disease who were counseled about living a healthy heart lifestyle, those who took only three weeks or less of vacation time each year, they were 37% more likely to die compared to those who took more than three weeks off a year. This is all about the value of stress reduction when you're at risk for heart disease. Doc, before you go on the house call, I think I'm going to put you on
0: the spot a little bit here because you've had me on a baby aspirin a day for years for my heart health. But there's some interesting research about what aspirin may be does or doesn't do for you in this regard. What, what's the latest?
9: More front page headlines from the European Society of Cardiology annual meeting this week. And this is where you again have to realize that we're all individualized individuals. We need individualized care talking to your own personal doctor. This is all about preventing the first versus the second heart attack or stroke primary versus secondary prevention. We know without a doubt for secondary prevention, preventing the second heart attack or stroke, that a daily low-dose aspirin is helpful. But where the big controversy is, is preventing the first one, because there is some risk to taking even a baby aspirin, a risk of bleeding in the stomach and intestines. And in this big, big study, they found that it had very little benefit in preventing the first heart attack. I think this is because... So many of the patients were on statins, and the statins clearly prevent the first heart attack. I think you need to, before you stop that baby aspirin preventing the first heart attack or stroke, you need to individualize this, talk to your doctors about your own risk profile. If you're a smoker, diabetes, obese, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a family history, if you have all of those, you may want to still be on it. Well, I got to tell you, Doc,
0: I'll do whatever you tell me to do because you have done remarkable work to keep me from having a heart attack that at one point you said was almost inevitable. You're the very best, and thank you so much for being a part of our show with A House Call every Thursday morning. Have a great day, Doc. Thank you, and be well, bud. You talk about quality heart care and a quality man and a great practice. Dr. Kronhaus, Lake Cardiology, uh, the amazing, absolute best of heart care technology. His BudScan 2.0 heart scan is just one of many different devices that he has. All in the interest of finding out what's wrong with your heart and keeping you as healthy as he can, you need to book an appointment at Lake Cardiology where I've gone for the better part of 15 years and wouldn't go anywhere else. He's the best and a great staff backing him up. 352-735-1400. 352-735-1400. And then you need to ask about BudScan 2.0 there and whether or not it might be right for you, that heart scan that most insurance will cover. Docs on the radio, nationally syndicated Sunday afternoon. Catch him at 2 to 3 here on WFLA Sundays with Good Day Health with Dr. Ken. An update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic, and then a few closing thoughts on how DeSantis beats Gillum. It's all ahead on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I don't know whether Republican candidate for governor Ron DeSantis is listening here, but if I had his ear, I would tell him what he needs to do to make sure he defeats ultra-liberal Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum, who in a stunning upset won the Democrat uh, primary over Gwen Graham and the rest of that field. And, uh, and the race is on inside 10 weeks. we got the whole racism thing we've been talking about, which is totally outrageous. But I would fashion a media campaign... ...to defeat Gillum, who is so far out there on the left. I mean, he's endorsed by Bernie Sanders, and he's at least as far left as Sanders. He really is. Just listing what it is that Andrew Gillum stands for and advocates and putting a price tag on it where it applies. He wants the president impeached. He wants Medicare for all. What's that going to cost the taxpayers of Florida if it happens? He supports abolishing ICE, and about 75% of the American people, with a lot of support for Democrats, do not advocate that extreme position. Gillum wants to increase our corporate income tax here in the state of Florida by about 50%. He'd raise our income tax, too, if we had one. And he wants a $15 an hour minimum wage, standard and required in Florida, A job killer for sure. Yaffe, if I ran the DeSantis campaign, yes, I would advocate what I bring to the table, and he brings a lot, but I just put it up there for folks to ponder. You get Gillum for governor, you are going to pay the price.
6: Yeah, because a lot of it is anti-business, and we are a pro-business state. I think there's a lot of Floridians that don't want to change that.
0: And business is on fire. The economy oh, yeah. is on fire. Yeah, especially and, right now. And yep. DeSantis sees all of that the way Trump sees it. So at any rate, that's what I would tell DeSantis. We're going to try to get Ron DeSantis on the program. We Already had Andrew Gilliam on during the, um, uh, during the primary season, but we couldn't get DeSantis here. That'll wrap it up for the gate Realty Studio. From your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate. From all of us, the Bud Man wishing you a great day. Thanks so much. God bless you and God bless America.